East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I of course am Les and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki, I've missed you, Miss Leslie. No, I've missed you too. It's been quite a little bit. You know what? That was an unscheduled PTO. Um, life has been hectic this new year, but it's just, it's yes. a good hectic because yes. we were busy. I was busy as hell. I had the nightmare trip. I was, mm-hmm. poor Leslie. I hope, you know what? May our text messages never <laughs> leak because I was texting Leslie like, oh my God, I had a travel nightmare. Shout out to cousin Louie, my new cousin Alondra, mm-hmm. who just got married. Um, they had a destination wedding in Mexico. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that planes, trains, and automobiles prepared me for this excursion, I had only ever related to the John Candy character in that movie. If you've never seen that movie, you need to go watch it. But this is the first time I related to the Steve Martin character because I right. was so frustrated. I was so Alaska Airlines, as you know, they went through some stuff. Their planes yeah. were messed up. My flight was canceled. It was lucky number seven. By the seventh flight reschedule, I was able to finally haul ass. I was able to finally get to my destination. We had a great weekend. Coming back was not an issue, but we're back. And so that's why I, you know, I had even planned to record from Mexico, but because of timing and everything, it just didn't work out. And what always it's flattering to me is when people are like, where's the episode? And I'm like, oh my God, you guys know. know (laughs) adorable i love it i love it yes i was in disney world also yeah during the time that we were on our little hiatus um with my son and then both of us came back with um like some kind of disney flu so that was fun that was like a whole week's worth of sickness yes because oh that was another uh barrier first leslie got sick and then i traveled and we actually care enough about the pot to try to make it work, but we're like, you right. know what? We have to listen to our bodies and we have to prioritize our definitely. health. And so, but we definitely appreciate everybody asking where the hell you guys have been because Bravo has been crazy. Like these people, this franchise, this universe never ceases to amaze me. We're it actually, never stops. Exactly. It never stops. Even though we stopped, they never stopped. And so mm-hmm. they kept us on our toes. We're going to jump right into to the gossip because Caroline Manzo, one OG from New Jersey, <laughs> has filed a lawsuit against Bravo. She has claiming yep. that Brandy Glanville from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Now, this headline, shout out to Evan Real, who I follow on Instagram. He actually used the word hump on his headline. <laughs> and I don't not to make light <laughs> of this headline, but I that word made me a little chuckle. Yeah, uh, chuckle a little because I don't think the word humped is used enough in our lexicon. No, it it's says, not. Yeah, we appreciate the word. <laughs> it says Caroline Manzo sues Bravo claims Brandy humped her, forced tongue into mouth while filming Ultimate Girls Trip in Morocco. Caroline Manzo said that um, she's actually not suing Brandy Glanville, <laughs> but she is suing a a bunch of production companies involved in the filming of mm-hmm. the spinoff that filmed in Morocco. According to Ms. Manzo, um, in the lawsuit obtained by Page Six, Glanville <laughs> proceeded to mount Manzo on the couch, holding her down with her body, forcibly squeezed, squeezed Manzo's cheeks together, and thrusted her tongue into Manzo's mouth, 
while humping her, adding that this resurfaced Manzo's dormant and horrific memories of a previous sexual assault when she was younger. Obviously, that's terrible. Obviously, yeah. that's a horrible thing to do for Glanville to allegedly Force, do this. Right, to allegedly. It's Manzo. What is a little jarring to me, other than this entire thing dropping, is the fan reaction. Because people are so mad at Caroline more than they are at... At Brandy, yeah. And I don't even think it's about a side. It's just about someone explaining their assault, uh, their, you know, described assault. Right. I'm shocked that Caroline would do this now. And maybe I I had my own theories. Obviously, this is very sad and... um, you know, Brandy's always been polarizing and controversial, but um, mm-hmm. she already replied. Like, I was preparing notes, and an hour later, she uh, replied to the allegations. She called Caroline um, absurd, mm-hmm. and it's just a little bit of back and forth. Um, her rep said Brandy had to wake up to yet another lawsuit that includes def- defamatory false accusations about her. While filming, Brandy followed what producers asked of her, and there was no sexual assault. The painful storytelling seems endless and needs to stop. I am befuddled what the yeah. hell happened in Morocco. Like, um, I mean, do we have this? Do we have any film of it? Probably not. What I had heard, and I'm not one to gossip, but mm-hmm. what I had heard was that, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Um, I had heard that this happened in a bathroom and okay. inside the restroom, it was Caroline, Brandy, Phaedra, Gretchen, and I think Alex McCord. That's the previous gossip I okay. had heard. And Phaedra has gone on record saying she didn't see anything that she would constitute as assault. Now, again, this is all, we're not dismissing Caroline's, uh, claims or mm-hmm. experience. This is no. very clear. I'm just repeating gossip. Don't shoot the messenger. But there's videos or there's interviews, if you want to look them up, of Phaedra saying, like, I thought it was just two girls having fun. (laughs) And I thought it was the beginning of a beautiful love story. She said love was winning. Yeah, love was (laughs) winning. I remember that, too. And so I'm – Phaedra also said that Candy wanted to drug and rape Portia. So there's just a bunch of point of views here. Uh, frankly i don't think we'll ever see the season air oh no um, definitely not we need justice for alex mccord yes yeah. i am bummed that it's all happening this is all very sad to mm-hmm. me uh for i'm sad for caroline uh for triggering for anything that may have triggered her and it's of course um, and i'm sad for us so, because we're not gonna get to see it yes and that's what i was gonna say sorry not sorry I was going to say selfishly, not to be dismissive of anybody's experience, but as a fan, I'm like, well, damn, now we're never going to see the season. And, but again, I'm not here to minimize, or we're not here to minimize anybody's actual experience with assault. Well, very sad. And Leslie's like, you got to speak for yourself. Well, I will laugh and say that I'm not sad for Gretchen. (laughs) It's like, yeah, no, I'm so happy that it's not going to air because we won't have to see her, but I am also sad. But I love I love that it's not going to air for her. <laughs> yeah, Gretchen, um, she can stay, go back to Slate's closet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was one of the m- massive headlines that occurred this mm-hmm. uh, week. Um, but then uh, switching over, we wish them all the best. We'll keep you in touch with any developments. 
Um, Salt Lake City, we're going to recap the reunion, but what was your reaction when you heard that Monica was not coming back? Well, I mean, I'm a little torn because while I wasn't surprised that she wasn't coming back, especially based on like her behavior at the reunion and not owning anything and doubling down on everything, I'm not surprised because I feel like she didn't make any attempt to try and move forward with the girls. And if she had apologized and maybe been a little more humble and tried to get something going with them, they would have filmed with her again. But would you want to film with her again after after That's that? I, then... I teeter-totter because Andy Cohen has spoken on his radio show. He said, the news is out that we are going to have a, quote, cooling off period with Monica. Mm -hmm. The reunion is always a chance for someone to come out and say why you did what you did. It's the Supreme right. Court of Public Opinion. Andy felt that... Um, Miss Monica did not successfully sway any of her co-stars to her side. Um, and so that's why they rationalized not bringing her back. And he said that they just needed everybody to take a breath. Mm -hmm. uh, now, <sighs> I, I struggle with this because initially my complete reaction in the beginning was mm -hmm. she should not come back. She should not come back. She's terrible. She's terrible. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. um, but then people rebuttaled and said, I think Heather is more dangerous than Monica. Or not dangerous. That's a very dramatic word. That's their word. I, I don't think she's dangerous. <laughs> right. That's definitely not our word. But yes. yeah, people people feel that Heather was worse because Heather jeopardized producers' reputations. Heather jeopardized mm -hmm. productions' reputations. Mm -hmm. um, this is where I come into the... I don't really like what about isms when I'm arguing. No, me but, neither. But what about Heather? <laughs> well, what about Heather? I mean, it is true. Me, it's true. And that's why I remember, and we're on record because we've discussed this on the pod. Mm -hmm. I remember telling you, Leslie, and the audience that listens to our show here, I remember saying, if the finale, if Heather doesn't have proof that mm -hmm. Monica was who she was, I don't know that I can just believe Heather. You know what I no. mean? And so, or if Monica would have kept denying, 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 uh -huh. I don't know that I would have believed Heather still because Heather has lied over and over and over. Whatever her reasons are, that still impacts your credibility. Of course. And so it's, it's, I go back and forth because I don't like that Monica was just immediately fired because she wasn't an OG. And so maybe Heather just mm -hmm. has seniority. Maybe Heather has just, um, I did watch a variety video that see Bravo PR is smart because they already released a complete Bravo PR video to clean up Heather's mess. Mm -hmm. um, they focused entirely on the finale. This uh, was produced by Variety, or they interviewed by Variety, right? Entirely on the finale, they focused on how Heather conjured up her, like very, mm -hmm. very strategic to sort of exonerate Heather's reasoning for calling out Monica. Not right. once did they discuss Heather's lies and Heather, no. you know, so I think they're really essentially doing damage control on Heather. Um, yeah, they're definitely trying to put a spin on Heather and a different kind of spin on Monica. But I think, I think Monica, and we'll talk about this when we talk about their union, but she was just trying so hard that it became cringy and awkward. Like the whole burn book thing. I couldn't deal with that. Like it would have been good if she made the burn book and made it like about them and made it 
like funny, but it wasn't funny. It was cringy. For like sure. you're not and 14. Yeah, it was cringy. And why don't we just, you know what? I had more headlines, but, and, oh, and before. Well, we can, what? we can, we can segue into the headlines and then come back to that perfect. if you want. Yeah, perfect. And so the final headline here is that Alexis Bellino really did confirm that she's coming mm -hmm. back to Orange County. The filming just started. Somebody posted pictures on Twitter of her filming with Heather Dubrow and who else? Emily. Emily, yes. Emily. She yes. confirmed that she's coming back as a friend of. I love that the original TMZ article said, Alexis Bellino, former <laughs> fan favorite, is coming back. I'm like, oh, so that means somebody in your team uh, has released this. And then it was right, of course. <laughs> I was a former fan favorite. Former fan Quotes. favorite. I don't remember her ever being a fan favorite. <laughs> no. I, you know, Mm -mm. We've been watching the show since it premiered, and Alexis was never really a fan favorite. No, but favorite person I mean, to laugh at. I mean, yeah, she was a walking. Not with. But listen, snark aside, mm -hmm. I'm excited to see this Alexis because now she's no longer with her husband. Right. She's completely evolved based even on her social media presence. And, and mm -hmm. it's exciting for her to act to see her not being sort of controlled by because that husband was oh my god he was he was a piece of a work. lot and there was a lot of like she's like the original og like uh religious uh yes. control, you know what i mean because now yes. we see that a lot in salt lake city right but alexis was like the og religion mm -hmm. heavy based uh faithful yeah, like yada, it was yada, yada. god her merit like god came first above yeah, anything else sure. with her for sure and so i am excited to see this alexis i'm not excited to see to hear shannon's shrieking um because shannon's no. gonna have a Shannon, between Shannon with Alexis coming back and Tamara um, mm -hmm. and her feud, which let me just segue into this. I have official boots on the ground gossip because I attended the first ever Two Teas in a Pod live taping in San Francisco this uh, mm -hmm. few days ago. Tamara did bring up her gossip or she gossiped about why her and the Tres Amigas are no more. She gave us a little synopsis. Um, I feel like this is going to be brought up during filming, so she didn't want to give too much away. Mm -hmm. But the Cliff Notes version is that she found out and confronted them that they were indeed slandering her behind her back. And so when she found that out, she said she didn't want to do business with people that are treating her like that behind her back. Mm -hmm. uh, Teddy comically says, I talk shit to her to her face. That's how you're supposed to do it. And which, you know, it's, it, it's yeah. disappointing. I feel like, you know, we all know Vicky Gumbelson is very territorial of the show. She's very territorial of her ego, very protective of her ego and mm -hmm. her very fragile ego. And so Tamara has, you know, given interviews and discussed on Twitter that when the two T's live show was announced, I don't know if it made them feel some type of way because they mm -hmm. had their own live shows, but bro, there's room for everybody. There's like, room for everybody. It doesn't matter if, you know, I, they were two separate things and entities and it's just like it's sad and annoying that they it's on brand for them like i don't know how else to say it. yeah like, Sh shannon and vicky whom we don't know we but based on the personalities we've seen on the show mm -hmm. it's just who they are at this yeah, point they're like and, bad sports yes and tamra i think kept was smart because she kept them good on their good side for business sides and right you know, Tamara knows how to play the game. She's strategic, but ultimately there's only so much shit you could take. And mm -hmm. I don't blame Tamara for being like, I don't fuck with you. Like you're over here. Mm -mm. And I do want to credit Monica for 
inspiring Teddy and Tamara to release those receipts because Tamara posted screenshots and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that Vicky was denying she was saying. And yes. It just it's not a good look for Vicky because Vicky was even shading Tamara for coming back to Traders and Traders is now the number one show streaming. Mm-hmm. So well, you know that Vicky has always had that uh, like Jill Zarin jealousy thing where like, well, why isn't it me? Why is it you, Bethany? Why isn't it me? Exactly. And I feel like Vicky or, is the same way with Tamara. Like, well, why or, does Tamara get to go on Traders? Why does Tamara get to have a podcast? Why is why it not, me? Why not both of us? You know, mm-hmm. and so right. it's very, ugh, it's icky to have a friendship like that. Like, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. And so that's why I don't blame Tamara. But the live showing was good. You guys will hear the episode drop. Um, I declined to be oh, interviewed. Good. No, I'm just kidding. You did? Oh. <laughs> like, what? It never gets old when Tamara recognizes me and says hi in person. I will say that. It's Truth. so much fun. Yeah. Very. Listen, Tamara will not remember this because this is now five years ago. But when I first met Tamara in 2019, mm-hmm. yeah, I went up to her and I said, oh, my God, I freaking hate you you're the worst person in the world <laughs> L- lol and she goes i'm actually very sweet off the show and, no she said she goes i'm actually very sweet and i said what show are you watching i am unclear what show because mind you this was like season she was doing her job basically she and was so, but back then i had a different lens and so but as i've gotten to know her off the show she's just incredibly sweet and she she's never said anything sure. foul to me and now if i find out Mm-mm. she's talking shit about me we gonna get into <laughs> it but we're both, you know it's just there's like leslie sent me a meme this morning about virgos and how we just sort of gravitate mm-hmm. towards each other and she's a virgo we're all virgos here we all support each other we all right. respect each other and so but she's always been very sweet i did happen to meet or see uh teddy and cynthia bailey and emily from oc mm-hmm. and angie and they were all incredibly how fun sweet. I have not met a housewife that has not been rude or that has always been anything other than nice. Like everybody we've always mm-hmm. met, Leslie, you can attest to this. Like they've always been sweet. They've always yes. been well, I can't think of somebody I've met that was like R- Ramona wasn't. Oh, we'll talk about it during our the Beverly best. Hills recap. We'll talk about it during <laughs> our Beverly Hills recap. But you already know my one bad experience. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's been the gossip and headlines. We are going to jump into the reunion. We typically don't do reunion recaps, but we had to do Salt Lake City. Like, I think yeah, we- I think we had to. Uh, who's doing this? Me or you? Is I'll it me? I'll do it because um, okay. I, I knew I was going to talk a lot during headlines. So I was like, let me uh, have Leslie take the lead on this. Okay, I shall do that. So this is part three. Are we, is this only part three that we're doing here? Yeah. That's just right? part three. Is my, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and as usual, let me just point out that the first two parts of the reunion were fine but they were like it's always it's the one thing I hate about a reunion they build it up and build it up and you don't really see anything until the end but anyway anyway so Andy is finally letting Monica explain how the reality Von T's account came to be and he wants to hear her side of the story which has targeted this group Monica admits that she's a contributor to the account, which started in 2021, and the account was designed to target Jen Shaw and her treatment of her employees. Monica seems to act like sharing negative comments that Jen said about her co-stars is doing them all some kind of favor. And then she whips out a burn book, a la the movie Mean Girls. And it actually looks exactly like it, and I'm wondering, like, 
how much time she spent at the craft store, like making this book because it you was know, too much time. I agree. Like, I'm not a crafty person. I'm not a crafty chica at I all. I, I can't assemble shit. Like, I order stuff. But, you know, from an yeah. art side point, from a craft point mm -hmm. of view, I was like, oh, that looks actually really cute. Like, That's I, too much time. Yeah, it was really cute. She assembled it correctly. So in she terms did. of my, like, a craft teacher side, good for you, girl. That was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> so she claims to be making a joke about the burn book and she uses posts from reality Vontees and she makes up like you know same phony posts that are in the in the mean girls movie book um of her calling herself a fugly slut it, it was it was cringy, cringy for me it was really cringy yeah. for me because i feel like she wanted it to be received in a different way like i think she thought everybody was gonna laugh and think it was so funny and so cute and it just really fell Flat. I don't think it anybody knew what to so say. So embarrassing. I was so mortified. And I was honestly hoping that there would have been like actual receipts in there. Mm -hmm. There would have been like actual Not like no. posts. Yeah. Yeah. Monica has since said since the reunion aired that they didn't show her receipts showing the women mm -hmm. that interacted with her um on the account. But okay. I don't know if like do we care you know, about them anyway who who are they we don't care yeah that's why i'm like i don't care like it's at this right point, you were the one who infiltrated mm -hmm. and became a housewife like running this account uh so andy is stunned that monica does not get that these posts were not remotely positive and angie had posted hearts and kisses on the site but they really don't delve into much about that and why Angie asserts that she liked the material that shows Jen to be Shawzilla. Okay. I feel like <laughs> like they were saying maybe like in like part two of the reunion that they did, like Monica was saying the girls did like a lot of the posts that were on that account. So who knows? I wish I could go back and look, but I'm sure if they did, they removed everything. So um, Monica claims that she knew she would be in trouble for this, but she took a chance anyway. And Andy asks Monica why she didn't disclose this from the beginning. And Barlow then accuses Monica of logging into Jen Shaw's security cameras and telling people about her friendship with Snoop. Barlow believes that Monica was stalking Jen by repeatedly driving by her house. And Monica admits to watching Jen, but not stalking her. And at this point, Heather whips out videos that Monica made where she's filming Jen's house and is worried about being accused of stalking. And then Monica alleges, which is the most absurd thing I've ever heard, that the FBI has asked her to find out if Jen was drinking and driving so her probation would be violated. And this is the excuse that she uses for like waiting out in front of her house so that she can when, see her. How would she know if she was drinking? When I heard that she was like listening secretly to conversate, that's where she that's lost so me. so bad. Yeah. Completely. Like when you are secretly listening to people that you hate, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what mission she was on. I don't even I don't know, know if she wanted to get on the show. Like how do you spy on people? And that's not it. That's it. It felt so icky. It felt it's really so, bad for you to do that too. It's not good. Violent, it's not productive, bro. Like that uh -uh. is the most. I no. don't think I. I tr you know before therapy I was crazy or but I think mm -hmm. that I started thinking I'm like what's the worst most embarrassing thing I've done mm -hmm. in like a fit of desperation or like a yeah. fit of like. I'm trying to think like I wouldn't admit it to you now on the air, but I'm right. trying to think like, I don't think I ever would even want to secretly listen to people's no, conversations. Like, I don't. 
It's not, oh, it's like, not good for your health. <laughs> I literally looked at my best friend who was watching with me and we both kind of just, I wanted to hold her hand and cry because I was so embarrassed and mortified and yeah, it, I know I, I missed work. Like I, it was just a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got it. I love that you got it. You didn't even disagree. You're like, I get it. I get it. Mario. Yeah. I get it. So Andy cannot believe that the FBI would have Monica provide surveillance when she's a witness in a federal case. I mean, obviously. And she asserts that she did not go to any of their homes to stalk any of them. Heather thinks that if someone took the time to befriend Jen so that they could get on the show, that they're desperate and reckless. Heather gets emotional when she says that she thinks the trolls ruin the housewife experience. And she thinks that they would get higher caliber women if they did not have to deal with all this nonsense. Monica allegedly told casting agents that she ran this account and Andy tries to refute this saying she would never have been cast if she had disclosed this side note. Remember in part one of this reunion, Monica said she had told producers that their ratings sucked, which was refuted. So Monica has less credibility here. So do you think she told casting and not producers? Do you think she told anybody? Do you think Bravo needs better vetting? Well, definitely Bravo vetting better, better vet. Well, that's a tongue twister. I um, mean, but Salt Lake City's on. The, you know what? They're consistently casting the worst people because they started off with Jen Shaw, who went to prison. Mm-hmm. Then they casted Jenny the racist, and now they casted um this super fan. When I was watching that Variety interview for research, mm-hmm. <laughs> alleged research, not working. When they um. On there, the executive producer said there might have been a chance that Monica told like one of the initial producers or entry level interviewers, like a lower level executive that didn't tell them. Yeah, there is a very slim chance she did. Um, But that's why you got to do it in writing, people like you have to protect yourself and you have to email it to somebody and say, here's the notes of my interview, something. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know if I believe Monica actually did, but because. Why would that one producer that she told not tell them? Tell anybody. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway, so Meredith confronts Monica on the Greek mafia evidence, and Andy is confused at how they both got the DMs coincidentally on the same day. Angie thinks this behavior is reckless and that they were trying to ruin her business (laughs) reputation. Andy lets Monica know that she cannot bring things up on camera and be held harmless because since she did not start the rumor. Monica says that Angie shamed her swaddle business, which nobody seems to care about. What? I didn't even know she had a swaddle business, like a baby blanket swaddle like that. Yes. Something like that. Angie yells at Monica. You just wrap. When Angie said, no, sorry, this is mean, but it was funny. (laughs) When Angie yelled at Monica, bitch, you just wrap blankets up and you send them out covered (laughs) in dog hair. That is not a business. Oh my God. I mean, I didn't even know she had that. That's I thought I thought she did. Does she make she... these blankets herself? Does she just well, order she them said... and resell? She had said that she had to stop because of COVID, but now that her business is back. I don't know. I can't keep up with I'm gonna that. have to investigate this. Like she's yeah, investigating everybody else. I'm curious now. So at this point, we get into the black eye drama, which I was so looking forward to finally hearing. All the details of how this exactly happened. Mm. Heather finally admits that she was scared to tell the truth about Jen since she was fearful of her and shares that it was her first inclination to cover for Jen so she did not get in any more trouble. 
Andy rolls the tape that production has been sitting on to show Jen and Heather discussing the aftermath of the punch. And Heather apologizes to the audience, network, and producers for not being truthful from the start. Andy corners her on suggesting a producer could be responsible and how reckless that was on her part to suggest. Heather is lucky she is also not on the chopping block after that flippant allegation. Uh, she didn't tell us anything either. Exactly. And then we Thanks, have to trust Heather. We have to trust Heather who lied before about right. the lip reading she did. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden Heather is a lip reader and we have to just assume that she's telling us the truth at this point. Like, well, that's why it's frustrating as a viewer because even though Monica was, listen, Monica lost mm-hmm. me until she was listening to people and driving outside their houses. Other than yeah. that, I think, okay, yeah, she, she had a shady account, mm-hmm. but once she did all that shit, that's when I it got know. dark. Right. But that, but then it's like, who is worse? Who's the worst liar? Heather well, or Monica? Heather. Should they, I, yeah. Heather, Heather has a problem with lying. First of all, I've, we've seen this on ultimate girls trip. We've seen this. I don't know. She just, she, do, she doesn't have a good relationship with the truth. And the fact that in that last episode, up. Ep- episode episode in Bermuda where she was like and I had to hide the fact that Jen Shaw gave me a black eye this declaration and we're all she's finally gonna tell us and then here Mm -hmm. we get to this and there's not one goddamn detail about how it happened they just think it was Jen it's so infuriating and disappointing and you're like sort of just dismissing the audience again like this was your redeeming thing yeah now what i will say before we before i forget um the only positive thing about monica or one of the positive things about monica not coming back and -hmm. what i hope they do is that they finally flush jen from the show because this woman has been the ghost that will not go away i know that and she's a narcissistic person in prison who is loving the attention i'm sure Mm -hmm. and i just if we are moving away from Monica, please casting, please don't bring somebody please. with any yeah. relationship with Jen Shaw. With please Jen don't Shaw. bring anybody that knew Monica. Like, please vet their social media. Please hire Lisa Barlow's yeah. security team. Please. To, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just can't take it. I, I can't take it. And like, I just, I don't know. Jen, it, Jen still sucks the life out of the show and she's not even on it anymore exactly like we went a solid season with no Mm -hmm. jen like jen was lingering but for the finale to reveal how much jen was actually a part of it it was like a gut punch i was i know i was depressed it was sad i know anyhow so heather claims to have masked the pain from the assault by internalizing it but by throwing out alternate theories could have damaged other reputations right exactly and heather admits to being a loyal friend to a person who behaves like a psychopath a complete psychopath she thinks Mm. that she's a different person now and she can recognize jen's behavior in monica and heather is concerned about jen's retaliation even though she's in prison andy then asked monica what her thoughts were on jen's actions and monica said it was too hard to watch watch since she was a victim of jen as well Monica believes that Jen is dumping that Jen dumping a drink on Angie was an assault, which is fair. That's I wouldn't be happy if somebody did that. To me. And then remember, um, as they were bonding over their Jen trauma, Lisa Barlow, what about me? Like, what about me? <laughs> I like, know. What about, Don't forget about me. What about me? Like, hello. I was a victim too. I'm just like, shut the fuck Always. up, Lisa. <laughs> She's gotta be like in there somehow. Oh, good God. 
So Monica says she was willing to call out Jen's behavior while Heather protected her at all costs and claims she gets threatening phone calls because of her participation in the investigation. Whitney chimes in at this point saying Heather has Stockholm syndrome, which that's just makes a fair point there. And they recall how broken Heather was last season at the reunion. Whitney comes over to hug Heather and Heather, if Heather could turn back time, she would tell Jen, I am no longer your bitch. And she wishes she did not fight her fight. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that she will never say anything of the kind to Jen Shaw because she will always be afraid of her. I don't yeah. think she would ever stick up for herself to Jen. She might do it on TV, but she's not going to do it in person. And she knows that she's safe because Jen's in jail. So for sure. Never. So then Andy wants to know if the other ladies would offer Monica Grace since she was allegedly a victim of Jen. And Heather thinks this is the best season they have ever had, but she is not willing to let Monica back in. Whitney wants to protect boundaries that she deems unsafe, and she's triggered by these events. Meredith thinks it's problematic when trust has been decimated, and Andy gives Monica the chance to say anything else to clarify her position, and she says a flat no. And they play warm and fuzzy and cold and prickly to describe their season. Angie's warm with sharing the Greek Easter and having her friends and family come together. And she, of course, would say cold and prickly was the Monica component. Whitney has a warm and fuzzy um, that she was stronger this year and says her cold and prickly is being let down by Monica. Lisa's warm and fuzzy are her improved relationships with Heather and Meredith and her prickly is the way they left Bermuda. Meredith's fuzzy is the fact that she has a new tagline called rumors and nastiness. No, just kidding. Her fuzzy is her <laughs> ability to churn butter, which is quite like, um, I don't pioneer-ish of you, Meredith. You know, if um, Meredith hadn't been attacked all season, what would have been her impact? Nothing. Since, like, because she was reacting all season. Like, I mean, right. They, they, the women talking shit about her made her job easier because she didn't really do anything else she did you know nothing. what i mean yeah so, i like her i like her on the show and everything but no me too but she didn't do much and let's be honest if monica hadn't been on the show this year what would have happened she was creating a lot of drama there so and sharing her life that's why i'm so right that she, she did she share is. her life too so here we are on this road that you don't you know we got a fork in the road and you don't know which way to go because you kind of want her but then she doesn't deserve to be there i don't know it's too much for me it's too much to think about so um, Meredith says her prickly was having an off-camera conversation with Monica and Heather's fuzzy was her book and better relationship with Lisa. And she clearly says that her prickly was Monica and their Bermuda trip. And Monica says that Bermuda was both for her. And then the reunion ends with a toast, which was a dark and stormy and it looked disgusting. And Andy confirmed Concurred. that Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, listen, um, one and done housewives typically are one and done because they're flops. Um, she wasn't not a flop. Exactly. She was not a flop. And the girls initially had felt they had pressure to do good mm -hmm. because Jen was gone. Right. Well, now y'all went viral. Y'all hit mainstream. Y'all better step. Mm -hmm. And Angie was talking shit about Meredith at two T's in a pod. And so. Oh, interesting. I okay. don't know if. I mean, not talking shit. She was just making fun of her because they did um, a segment where mm -hmm. they had to impersonate the other housewife. Okay. And so when they said, oh, do Meredith, um, Angie's like, oh, do you have a Quaalude or some Vicodin I can take? And I'm just like, oh, 
Meredith would not appreciate. <laughs> um, God. that's a big uh to say Quaalude. That was a big one, and I'm like, oh, to yeah. imply that Meredith is on some sort of drug, just existing. It's a little like I whoa. feel people imply that all the time, but it's interesting to hear somebody who's on the show with her. Yes, because that. I thought they were all good, and that's why I was going to be bored. But next season, it's definitely going to be another Angie. Merit, yeah, I would assume. I would assume, but. Um, do you believe that Whitney will be the first one to fold and apologize or accept um, um, any apology from Monica? Yeah, probably. I think that tracks. I saw that poll and watch what happens live, and I do think it tracks. Yeah, she's the yeah, most forgiving sure. of the bunch. Yeah, somebody was saying that they think it was going to be Angie. Um, mm, on Twitter, maybe. they said they were like, "Oh, once somebody pisses off Angie enough, she'll reach out to Monica and be like, hey, I need your uh." Reality Von T services to give me some receipts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need your but investigating services. We had a great season with Salt Lake City. Even mm-hmm. the finale is jar- this will be one of my top ten going forward. Like it yeah. has definitely been uh I will always remember where I was when I watched For the finale sure. because it was so iconic. It was so fun. And I do believe Monica will be back one day. Um mm-hmm. yeah. maybe I wanna say Let's get let's get some numbers. Let's say I would say maybe season six or seven, not yeah, season five. Not definitely season not five. season five. But I would definitely, definitely maybe. Um, I would say six or seven. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think Angie did have a good argument though. She did at two T's because they asked her why, you know, why she doesn't want Monica back, mm-hmm. and Angie said, you know, Monica's impact. It's good. She made mm-hmm. for good TV. Like she did acknowledge that. Right. And then she's like, but what else do you have left? Like now nobody's going to trust you. The audience will not trust you. The women you work with won't trust you. You sort of mm-hmm. gave it up too fast. And Angie made a joke. She's like, it's like when it's you sleep with me on the first date and he never calls you back. It's like, well, what else is left? Like what else right. do you Right. So maybe we need like a little distance and then yeah, bring her back. A, we need a little pulling off you know, and Older, wiser Monica. <laughs> And I think the same can be said, and I know that premiere next week, the same can be said for Rachel. Like, I think she'll be back to mm-hmm. Vanderpump Rules, like, in a season or two. Eventually, or and, yeah. But right now, Rachel did, you know, let's cool off because everybody's so mad. And mm-hmm. I yep. think next season, if Monica would have come back, it would have been, we're not filming with her. You know how sometimes they, like, yeah. Potomac. Like, Potomac right now is completely exactly. Because they refuse to film with each other. And I know. We don't Which want makes me sad because I always enjoyed Potomac so much, but it's just Dullsville yeah. this season. So we not did, loving definitely it. did not want a season where the women are all avoiding Monica or they're not Mm-mm. filming with her and like it's just mm, a lot of division. No. So hopefully down the line they can come to some sort of happy medium where even Monica can be a friend of or something. Right. But, um, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's take a short break and then we will come back and recap Beverly Hills and Miami for you guys. Okay. Hello. So we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We have just finished uh, doing some gossip and the recap of Salt Lake City. And now we are going to dive into Beverly Hills. Mario, take it away. Yas, the girls are packing and prepping for España. Spain, Garcelle is excited to be traveling with her glam, which is a first for Garcelle on these trips. Um, As Sutton discusses what she will and will not pack, she reminds Avi that, is his name pronounced Mercy or Merce? Merce. Merce. All right, so Mercy Cunningham. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of the best dancers. Merci, the- merci. Her, 
Murphy <laughs> will be coming with her on the trip in Ashes 4. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, Sutton explained that she used to work with Murph for six years when she was a studio with him. They had a sweet friendship. I forget that Sutton used to be a dancer, apparently. So I know, because she doesn't strike me as the most graceful or or rhythm or or pretty know, she, legs. She's very flat. <laughs> and so that's why like she's very stiff when she walks, you know, and so very yeah. Uh, Sutton retells the audience that he was one of the most important men in her life. She gets the bright idea to bring his ashes with her to Barcelona so she can spread them somewhere and significant to Merce's life. Um, it sounded very cute until she put his ashes in a Ziploc bag. I was Even nervous. my dog's ashes are not in Ziploc bags. I'm like, who the hell thinks, oh, let me just get a Ziploc bag and put them. Like, that was icky. I'm like, girl, you can't get a little box or something. Like. I mean, I went to Home Goods when one of my dogs died. I got a beautiful little box. I put the ashes in there. If somebody needed to like carry my ashes, they would need like a big five pound garbage bag. Like that's how. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was listening to Tamara on two T's and she was saying that when they like uh, put Bronx down and they got his ashes back. And this is true because I've looked at the ashes also. You think it's going to be like some kind of fine like ash or whatever. It's not. There are actual chunks of bone. I mean, it's it's. Like you see big white pieces. Yeah, it's not. I'm good. I yeah. I don't want to be cremated now because now I'm embarrassed of like my ashes. Like I don't want people to look <laughs> at my ashes and be like, ew. Like, ew, look at the bone. Oh my God. <laughs> You'll probably see like a McDonald's logo in my ashes. Oh because my I God. love me. A, You'll I see love a pot a leaf man. in mine. <laughs> a freaking tequila logo. <laughs> I am like, what the hell? Like, oh, don't look at Mario's ashes. If you, you you'll need an antibiotic, let me tell you. Um, anyway, Crystal believes that Spain will be a great reset for the group. That always works out well. Garcelle, <laughs> who is on whore, on whore. Garcelle, who's on her horny journey, cannot wait for the food and culture and the men. Mm-hmm. Um, on the plane, Dorit dons her expensive ass pajamas and she $1, says- $1,200 Chanel PJs on a plane. Ugh. If you're going to travel, travel in style. Crystal's wearing like some $7 ones and I'm on team Crystal on this one because it's yeah. like- I, why would you and that's why I've heard this I'll never know if I'll be able mm-hmm. to live it but I've heard that actual rich people don't walk around with like label branded stuff and like not like that not, not the like way that. does. Not that's like, for sure I mean a purse a pair of shoes a belt but you're not constantly in the clothes with like the I feel like the logo Chris, all over it it's tacky because Miss Crystal one time told me on Instagram on an Instagram comment that um because mm-hmm. she was spending like five hundred thousand dollars for her theater room and so i said no wonder she shops at tj maxx and she goes well yeah how do you think i'm gonna pay for the theater room if i'm shopping for everything and like so she had a sense of yeah once they land the ladies go into their sprinter van and we're immediately thrown into the culture sutton explains that they are staying in one of the first places that mercy cunningham danced and performed (laughs) so it's sentimental and old and uh we're gonna assume haunted I thought the game that they played called All of a Sutton was cute just because mm-hmm. of her. The name was cute. The answers yes. were awkward because Garcelle yeah. knew nothing about her alleged best friend. Mm-hmm. I was judging Garcelle, but then I was texting my best friend in real time. And I realized, I'm like, I don't know shit about you either. Like, I don't know your dad's <laughs> name. I don't know. Right. And we've been well, friends forever. And it's like, whoa. Well, Erica is good that way. Remember, she remembered Nanny Kay and Kyle did not from Vanderpump. Oh, 
And LVP was furious. Oh, she was furious. Right? Nanny Kay, I think was her name. Nanny Kay, season eight. That was the storyline of season eight, the worst season ever. Yes. Um, But I started realizing, and then I started auditing everybody's, like, who the fuck's parents Mm. do I know? Like, Mm -hmm. how many siblings do they have? Mm. And like, do I really know my best friends? And (laughs) I, this is why we watch these shows to reflect and to grow. Yes, it's true. Kidding. We don't, we (laughs) want to help us to evolve. They do arrive to the beautiful house, and it's a estate that was built in the 14th century. So Sutton must have visited when she was a little girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they are warned that the place may have some ghosts. Now, Erica claims she has the ability mm-hmm. to smell spirits. What the hell did the spirits <laughs> smell like? I don't know, but I always say that I can smell death. So I can smell death too, but that's usually a hangover. And I am <laughs> not one to, I want to know what smell spirits, like what do they smell like? I'm curious now. I have a sensitivity to spirits, but I don't smell them. And if I you don't smell, smell that, I can feel girl, it. To me, it's like, girl, go shower. Like how long have you not showered? <laughs> don't be blaming Great. these What dead, are you smelling? Don't be blaming these dead people because you haven't showered in three days. Like let's just get it together. Now, according to the previous owners, there are some little friendly people that run around from time to time. I'm with Garcelle because we have the same culture. We don't believe in that. Get me out of there. I would have booked an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get me out of here. Like, I'm not going to. Now, how little are they? Do they have money? Like, are they going to, like, are they going to. Are they evil? Are they evil little spirits? And why would you announce that to your guests? Like, do you want people to stay there or not? Like, yeah, don't Mm-mm. unless it's advertised as like a haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that it's haunted. Like, let me find out on my own. Right. Now, the ladies were so boring because they randomly drew for their rooms. I need them to fight for rooms. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. When are we going to fight for a room here? I know. Um, but they all apparently had enough room to stay, enough people to scare the ghost away. That place was packed. They all took their glam and their assistance and the camera. Mm-hmm. I started thinking how many people are on the strip? Like this is the whole ass production. I know. Uh, Kyle apparently packed a lot of leather. Dory is questioning if she even knows Kyle anymore based on a G-string bathing suit and see-through cover-ups. Um, Kyle is late to the evening when Sutton, that's when Storm, the chef, greets the ladies. Mm, stormy. Ugh. I just, I heard thunder when Storm came on screen and they are for once just speechless by his gorgeous looks. Mm -hmm. Sutton then pulls out Mercy in his Ziploc bag and the ladies are all just shocked at the ashes that are right there on the table. And it's not exactly usual behavior, but it's very usual for Sutton, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. You know what I mean? Like we're not really- She's an unusual person. Yes. Now, as the ladies are over there moaning over his cooking, Anne-Marie wants to just get it together and let's bring the mood down. And she discusses how she is hopeful to be in a better place with Sutton. Sutton reminds Anne-Marie that she did not like when Anne-Marie said lonely and insecure Mm -hmm. because they're all lonely and insecure, according to Sun-Marie. She checks Anne-Marie and makes it known that she did offend the group. Anne-Marie's apology was very sorry you feel that way and wonders out loud if there's anything else she has to say sorry for her. Mm-hmm. Crystal then mumbles, well, you called me insecure. Anne-Marie snaps back, we're going to get to you. <laughs> uh, Anne-Marie breaks down the first time she ever met Crystal. Now, according to Anne-Marie, the first thing Crystal allegedly said to her was that the ladies were shallow and uneducated. An offended Dorit calls Crystal a child bride in her confessional and says that while Crystal was getting married, the women were doing other things to educate themselves. That was a low blow from Dorit because um, Crystal is actually educated and has a business. Mm-hmm. And yes. 
a lot of people pointed out the microaggression. Now, a microaggression is an unintentional insult, an unintentional right. racially insensitive comment. Right. So that's why we I had Teresa, to look like, that up too, to be honest. I didn't know that that's yes. what that meant. Yeah. So when you do a microaggression, you're not intentionally doing it. Right. That's why what Dorit needs to educate herself because this, there's a stereotype that older white men buy Asian girls. Asian and so girls. That's, right. And so for Dorit to say that, that is a clear microaggression because I don't mm-hmm. think Dorit even knows that. And so. No, um, she doesn't. I didn't know it either. But, but when Dorit gets called out, she's going to say, well, I didn't mean it. I'm like, well, yeah, that's the point, Yolanda. Like, that's what we're telling you. Like, you <laughs> right. Exactly. So, right. So that's didn't sit right with me, but I'm also not exonerating Crystal because Anne-Marie, like Crystal's alleged comments. Um, uh-huh. But because then Anne-Marie calls Crystal to the floor and wants her to be honest. Mm-hmm. Garcelle realizes that Crystal has indeed insinuated some of the stuff. Um, and so they do begin to question Crystal. Now, a little sidebar. Teddy said on her podcast that when Crystal discusses filming the show with her real life friends, mm-hmm. Crystal does indeed act. Like she's better than the group uh-huh. and she's better than the show. And I was triggered. because We of my know own, that. I was triggered because of my own experience with Crystal at BravoCon yeah. 2022. If you don't remember, I'm going to tell it really quickly. This is the um, the quick version. I saw Crystal at the, at the bar. I said, hi, Crystal. So nice to see you. I said, isn't this great that we're all here? And she goes, I don't get it. It's just reality TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And so all of Twitter, not all of Twitter, I'm so dramatic. Uh, a lot of people were <laughs> tweeting me saying, you're dramatic and get over yourself and Krista owes you nothing. But now everybody is saying the same shit, homegirl. Like we all, yeah. why are you here? Like, why are you here then? Right. If you're better than the show, right? if you think you're better than us, than the housewives and the fans and whatever, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't necessarily think Anne-Marie just made it up, but I also don't believe that Anne-Marie was actually offended because Anne-Marie didn't bring this up until Crystal annoyed her. And so exactly, exactly. You you waited to weaponize these comments until Mm -hmm. they suited you. And so that could be a smart strategic move if you were likable, but Anne-Marie has been such a flop that she's not Mm -hmm. really likable. Mm -mm. Um, uh, My producer lens appreciates Anne-Marie for at least ruffling feathers and shit crying because other than this nothing happens on this trip like no this is how i mean we're all grasping for straws here because nothing else has happened and for crystal to react that way though too i think she just genuinely doesn't like Anne marie because Mm -hmm. she she never yells and she never gets angry yeah so uh, do you hear my dogs barking on and off i think they just don't like I think they don't like Crystal either, so it's it's fine. We can just agree with the duoggies barking there. Yes. Um, I don't dislike Crystal. Let me clarify. I think she's funny and she's cute and everything, but mm-hmm. our own experiences, me and Teddy and Anne Marie, can bond over the fact that Crystal or that yeah, Crystal has told us that she's better than us. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all better than me. I will say that. So Anne Marie goes on to spill that Crystal called the ladies quote fake socialites and that Crystal's the only real one in the group. Doree does believe that this is something Crystal would truly say as an excuse because Crystal's boring. Anne-Marie just won't stop. And when Garcelle asks Crystal directly, Crystal says Uh she's offended. Um, Anne-Marie believes that Crystal tries to make herself out to be better than everybody, but Crystal just calls bullshit on Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie then says she wants a thank you from Crystal for giving her something to talk about and making Crystal relevant. 
So in that one, you have to read between the lines and say, I'm giving you a storyline, basically. If, if that's what you didn't understand from that little dig. Right. Um, in the morning, Sutton touches base with Crystal to discuss the previous night's antics. According to Anne-Marie, she doesn't like confrontation, but she does want to call out Crystal on her lies. Uh, she seemed to like confrontation over dinner, so that's a little bit back yes. and forth. Crystal does not think that anyone but would leave the claims coming from Anne-Marie, but Erica and Dorit do feel like there might be an ounce of truth to what Anne-Marie is saying. Mm-hmm. Sutton really I can just see wants- it. Me too. I at this point, I I I believe Anne Marie, but I yeah. don't appreciate her motives. Like I just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Sutton just says she wants Crystal to stand up for herself. Now, this next scene was cringy because before they hit out, an allegedly vindicated Erica <laughs> shares two decisions <laughs> on some appeal regarding the infamous earrings from last season. Mm-hmm. Erica directly calls out Crystal, saying she would appreciate this and would want to hear it. According to Erica, the district court has reversed decisions, and in the end, it cannot be proven that the money used to buy the earrings was client money. Erica is very excited that everything that she was saying last year is starting to come true, and she happily shares with the group. Garcelle really wishes Erica would just give those earrings back for the victims for some good karma. I mean, I don't understand what Erica was celebrating. I don't either, that she got her earrings back and that they they proved that they didn't know what money they were paid for or paid with. If they would have said, I think she could have celebrated if the if she would have said, "Oh, the court proved that this money was not client money," mm-hmm. or this, you know, the court proved that you know it had no ties to Tom or something. But she was just celebrating the fact that they couldn't prove that it was not that it was client money. Right. So it's like, well, what are we cel- We still don't know then. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. What are we celebrating? Like she was proven right how to telling everybody to wait like there was Mm -hmm. no and that's why i mean listen i've never had 1.5 million dollar earrings so i will know the right but i'm with garcelle like girl let it go like give those earrings away like they're dirty. now they the fact that they might be dirty is enough it's enough it's like bad karma on those and so to me it's like erica what the hell are we supposed to high five you like oh they might not be dirty like that's not that's I know. A celebration I know. Girl, but yeah. Ugh. Anyway, not a fan of that. Mm-mm. I am a fan of Erica this season, and then she, you know, you're mm-hmm. only as good as this week's episode, as Miss Tamara Jones says. Course. And this week, she lost me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the group breaks into two sprinter vans, and they head to a chapel to start their intentions for the trip. Erica is very bothered that no one is giving her the credit she feels is due. <laughs> On the way there, though, Crystal becomes overwhelmed with car sickness. Oh, that road. Oh, my God. Now, I was just in Mexico. The road Mm -hmm. in Spain looked like a freeway compared to the roads in Mexico. But I will say that the car sickness is real. It's real. Positano, same thing once. And we had to come down instead of taking the boat back, which we should have just taken a boat back. I had to close my eyes and like, I don't know what. (laughs) It was not good. No, sidebar. We just, I was in Mexico, right? And we did, uh, I went to this hill. Uh, for mm-hmm. dinner with my auntie and she had this beautiful little thing in the hill where we all got together mm-hmm. we were taking the road up there and it was like a twirly road going up mm-hmm. and it was rocks not only did I think we were gonna fall and right die, and die um, but I was just like I'm gonna vomit I did get a little mm-hmm. car sick my aunt got offended that I didn't want to eat the food that they served because it smelled like cow like the meat was so fresh it still smelled it was like, like- meaty and smelling yeah i like farm to fork but i don't like 
you know, knowing the cow was possibly killed. That like, morning. oh, hey, cow. <laughs> and then they all were, of a sudden it's on your plate. Yeah. I did feel bad because there was a bunch of little goats everywhere. And I told one of my nephews, like, oh, we just killed that goat. We're going to eat it. And, <laughs> he and, he, and he refused to eat. Oh, my now, God. But I I don't I'm a little bougie and I will admit no offense Dang. to my Mexican culture out there. But um, I am not used to that farm to fork freshness and so i get weirded out easily by strange yeah, food and so i wanted to respect the culture so i told my aunt like oh i'll try it let me clarify i'll try it you know and so i got like some meat and put it in a fresh tortilla because i love a fresh tortilla and when i took a bite that's when i smelled the cow and Oof. i i just i still swallowed because i'm a good hoe yeah but i was just like <laughs> not good and and so I whispered to my mother, I'm just like, you can finish my plate. Mm -hmm. And my aunt was offended. And she Ugh. said, I think I'm better than you. And he's, and, and I had promised my mom and dad, I will not disrespect an auntie or uncle, even if they disrespect me because you right. guys live out there now. Right. So let me just, let me just take it on the chin. Like I right. do every Saturday night. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> let me just... and so when she said, you think you're better than us, I was just like. I don't think that I just said that I'm like, auntie, I don't think that I just don't like the texture of this meat. But yeah, if I smell cow, like imagine going I to get know. a burger and you smell cow. Like, I'm it's sorry, like, like, it sounds like it tasted like gamey. That's like ugh. when you eat like, oh, I've eaten like, you know, I ate venison once and I've never been so disgusted. I had to like take a bite because I was at some weird dinner. It was not good. It was gross. And I can't I eat just, weird things. It was just, um, yeah, so I'm with Bleah. Crystal. We were overwhelmed with car sickness, mm -hmm. and she heaves on the side of the road, and her <laughs> veins are hella popping out. That what vein was, was that? About? That was scary. They were so juicy and thick. I was turned no. on. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because you know we love a good vein, honey. I was just like, <laughs> oh my god! That, that was a weird reaction. I've never seen somebody have their all their veins pop out like that when they're sick. Now the universe, as Kyle says, does work in mysterious ways because as they're trying to comfort. <laughs> Crystal Anne Marie is the one giving medical advice, mm -hmm. and it's just comical that last night Crystal and Anne Marie were arguing, and now Crystal needs a little bit of nurse knowledge until yep. nine one one arrives. I wonder. If that's what Andy was saying that we were going to see a different side of Anne Marie. Um, Maybe what her medical she powers? comforted. I don't know. Like, but <laughs> I'm. I don't know if Anne Marie's one and done yet. You know, like, well, I'll wait for the reunion. I don't know. She's. She, she is very disliked on Twitter and she is very disliked. But I always have to remember girls and gays, if Anne Marie hadn't done anything, she's the yeah. only one that has talked yeah. shit all season. Like she's the only one. And she's like grasping at straws here because the other women aren't really, other than Sutton questioning Garce or Kyle's marriage Kyle's once marriage. or twice, yeah. other than bringing in strays like Denise Richards mm -hmm. to argue with Erica over shit from three seasons ago, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I don't know. How we do it? And so I'm not going to give credit immediate 100% credit mm -hmm. to Lisa Rinna, but this is Rinna season eight all over again. When Rinna backed down and did nothing, mm -hmm. that season was hella boring. And so I know. I'm not saying bring Rinna back, but bring a messy bitch back at least or somebody or hire somebody. Something. That, yeah. Somebody strategic, somebody that knows the formula, somebody that mm -hmm. won't talk about an esophagus. Um, this season is not as boring as Potomac. But it's uh, not really no, because it's Beverly Hills, and so I still there's still aspects of it that I like and whatever. But I just I don't know, I don't know. It's not doing it for me. And I watched twice every 
week, like I always would do. But normally I'd watch like more than twice and I just don't have it in me. Yeah. It's kind of. Um, but thankfully your hometown is kicking ass because yes. Miami was hilarious and fabulous. Let's jump right into it Miami. It was good. So the ladies are all heading to the airport except Nicole since she works. God forbid. Some of the other ladies. Uh, mm -hmm. She'll be joining the ladies later in the evening. Um, and she doesn't have access to her private jet boohoo. So she's going to have to slum it on commercial. But I mean, hello. You know, she's going to be in first class, probably in a lay flat yeah. seat. So she'll be doing fine. Uh, Julia and Kiki will be celebrating their birthdays while in Mexico City. And Lisa, while driving in a sprinter to the hotel, is trying to come to an agreement with Lenny before Monday on her divorce settlement. Gertie shares that she got good news after her second surgery, but she will still need chemo. But she is going to have this three-week break to have fun. Um, the hotel they're staying at is the Mondrian Condesa in Mexico City. And Alexia has a beautiful room with a great rooftop view of the city. Mexico City, have you ever been there? No, I wanted to go. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I have wanted to go. And I will say the only reason I don't is because I'm nervous of the crime in Mexico crime. City. Right. One of my friends was unfortunately robbed in Mexico City. Oh. We went. Yeah. Um, I've had other friends go and they've had a positive experience. Right. But I hear too much of how dangerous it can be to yeah. really want to jump right into Mexico right, City. Right, right. But I it do looks pretty. Go. Yeah, I, I for some reason I have like a I don't know I have a desire to go there. I think it was like after watching Mexican Dynasties, I never really knew that much about it. It just looks so pretty and interesting. Yeah, but I know like, the crime is not great. The, so the statistics are statistics for a reason because things are actually happening. And knowing of my course. luck, I I'll be one of the statistics. Like that's just my travel experience lately. So yeah, I'm the reason y'all got to sign NDAs <laughs> and agreements and waivers because I'm usually the one that causes the freaking mishaps on these things. So <laughs> it's just I'm the cause. I'm just call me. NDA we'll blame Boeing. We'll blame Boeing on your last uh, travel you. mishap, and not Thank even Alaska you. Airlines. Boeing. We're blaming Boeing. Anyway, so Alexia has a beautiful room with a great rooftop view of the city, which I think I already said, but I don't care. I'm telling you again because you may have forgotten while we were off on our tangent. Uh, she orders a spicy margarita for the group from the bartender and shares that they will be going on a gondola ride. And she wants to take the girls to the cathedral to receive some blessings from St. Guadalupe. Is it Guadalupe or Guadalupe? Guadalupe. Guadalupe. That's what I thought. Alexia thinks that Lisa could use some support and Gertie needs it during her cancer journey. Adriana will also be performing at the Pride Festival, thanks to Emilio Estefan. We all need the, what'd you write here? I said, <laughs> I said well, since Adriana's <laughs> going to be performing, we're all going to need the Virgin Mary for that oh, one. Oh, we're all going to need the Virgin Mary for that one. Okay. I'm like, wait, Jewish. Sorry, my, my snark. <laughs> Well, on the rooftop patio, Larsa tells Alexia that she hurt her feelings when she told her they only get invited when she is doing a promotional event for her stuff. Larsa keeps throwing out that she does not have a Todd and she has to make her own money. And Alexia is annoyed that she has no idea what Todd even provides for her. Larsa may not have a Todd now, but come on, she divorced Scottie Pippen. Okay, she was married to him for what, 25 years? She definitely got half of everything that he has. I think that was 1, a little bit of help Miss Larsa. Come you know, on. She's, she's sitting there bloviating how it's just her, but I'm like, well, girl, who 
you having? Five, I mean, did six, she? Or... I mean, and I'm not no shade to stay at home moms because I am one myself. But she didn't make all this money on her own. I mean, she raised his kids and she, you know, was his wife, and that's great, and that's a job in itself. I know it. I do it. But she didn't. And what make about all, like the star of the show? Her... And what about her feet? Like her feet are getting no love here. Like watch without your feet on OnlyFans. On OnlyFans, what would have right. happened? Like I know. I just don't. I it... never. I don't understand her. She's very hypocritical sometimes. Oh, we. Oh. So oh. anyway, Marisol, who is melting in the Mexican heat, must look for some shade. Kiki hilariously says that she all she has is her dildo, which she rubs all over her, and she had to buy it. So she wants these girls to quit bitching. Larsa keeps saying that she has no one, which makes no sense. Larsa is dating Marcus, and she is clearly not alone. She whines that she has two homes to maintain because all of her kids live in L.A., and she acts like this is all required. Like, like who's making you be bicoastal? Like, who is making yeah. you, like, girl, shut up. Like, this is such a, a champagne problem. It's like, oh, you're so rich. You have to have two mansions. Give me a break. And you, have, you have to fly your kids private, and you have yeah. to. The reason Marcus is good for Larsa is because Marcus, problems. Marcus seems more aware. Like Marcus had to tell Larsa why he was privileged. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. Oh my God. It's, it's unbelievable to me. And she allowed her kids to go and live in LA. It's not like, so I don't understand why she's complaining. Anyway, Adriana has brought Kiki and Julia to watch her perform with some dancers that Emilio has provided uh adriana seems dusty and honestly we have no idea how this is going to come together in 24 hours with just one rehearsal and kiki does not have confidence in these professional dancers either i mean we saw the last little rehearsal that they had the preview there oh boy so the other ladies are going to buy birthday cakes for kiki and julia larsa mentions with pride that she and marcus share their passcodes to their phones all right big deal i mean Okay. Larsa tries to convince us that it's for transparency. And Lisa says that Lenny is playing games, telling her he will do something and then changes his mind when his lawyer gets involved. Lisa mentions that Lenny is willing to build her a new home and she thinks her situation is risky right now. Wait, I would not trust that man to build me a new home. She's going to get involved imagine? in that. Just buy a house. There's plenty for sale that you can afford here. And then he'll plenty Monica and listen to her conversations. Like exactly. Okay. Is that it's there's some weirdness going on between the two of them. I don't know, based on some other stuff that she said. Anyway, Kiki and Gertie chat about Adriana's rehearsal in their hotel room. And Kiki mentions to Gertie that Julia told her that Larsa said Gertie has fake tears over her cancer. Now, Gertie is really gonna pop a bitch at this point, and she needs to take a lot of pins for that one. In the hotel lobby, Marisol takes over the Rolls-Royce bar so she can get her booze the way she wants it. That is her main priority anywhere, I think. Get me my drink. Make it we the way I want it. If you have a talent, then, you know. <laughs> That's hers. So Larsa is still going on about her hustle and how she nobody has it as bad as her. The woman lives in like a $10 million apartment. It, okay. Kiki I don't know where Larsa, this came from either. I don't like, know. Did this? She felt. I'm trying to remember what Alex. Oh, because Alexia said, "Anytime you invite us somewhere is to promote yeah. a business." To which promote is a Larsa's, business, right? Which is Larsa's way of saying to, I'm hustling. Right, she she's hustling. To. Now, is she's she really like, hustling? We know. No. We know. 
The and number listen, was not disclosed, but it was hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm sure. Come on. And listen, even if they're not, maybe let me give her an ounce of benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're not showing all her business events on the show and how mm -hmm. hard she works. And I don't know, but it just seems so far-fetched that she's acting like she's just so overworked. I don't know. I know. She's just been working so hard and she has to support her kids and feed her kids. Like that's how it seems. And we all know this isn't true. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> So Kiki tells Larsa that she goes to all of her events, but she was a no-show for her modeling after party at Swim Week. And Larsa goes on and on about needing antibiotics and having chills. And then she throws Kiki a bone telling her she has a gift for her. Kiki and Lisa talk about their sex lives and how they like kinky behavior. And Julia asks Mar about Marcus grabbing a girl's ass in an Orlando bar. I was like, is she really bringing this up right now? Really. And Larsa Miss. claims they were not officially in a relationship at this point, but Julia has receipts that they were a couple, in fact, when this happened. And the ladies have dinner at an art gallery, and they are served by sexy men in bunny ears. Alexia tries to get these ladies to appropriately thank the artist from the gallery who has put this all together for them. And there is a talk of frog balls, but Alexia assures them that it is short ribs. Frog balls? That did not look... And that did not look like short ribs to me. Like I, it didn't look like short ribs. And how big could frog balls possibly be? I mean, I'm thinking like marble size or smaller. I mean, it looked nothing like frog balls either. No, right? it didn't. Cow no, balls? Didn't. I don't know. So Gertie then asked Larsa, "Is it true that you actually brought up me having fake tears over my cancer recently on your podcast?" And Larsa, of course, sees nothing wrong with this and says she is tired of being everyone's punching bag. The ladies should thank God for the pianists and the penises that are dancing around the room in their nude-colored boy shorts. This has caused a distraction to these two. They decide to table the fighting till tomorrow, which I hope is not going to be at the cathedral or in front of the Virgin. <laughs> yeah, it was just, um, Larsa was just on a good one. And I don't understand her saying... I'm tired of being everybody's punching back. You're the, they're Wait. reacting to your behavior, yeah. homegirl. So they're not really She's projecting. Yeah. They're not looking for stuff to pick on her on. Like they're reacting to her behavior and cuz that's will what say, she does actually to them. For sure. I will yeah. say this. Spoiler incoming. I did love Larsa on Traders. It's so yes. fascinating to me, me too. how different she was on traders and how I, I really enjoyed her there yes and so that's why it's good that they do other shows so we can see a different side to them and for sure so uh, if you're not watching traders sorry she larsa doesn't larsa gets murdered and that's mm -hmm. part of the stories but i won't spoil right. another one but no um i did really enjoy her and so that's why it's fascinating mm -hmm. to me how these women can go on a different show and just be completely different. But Tamara was still being Tamara. She got uh, the politicians yes. together right away. That was fabulous. Yes. But Larsa just, I don't know. It's so weird. But it was a good episode of Miami. The reunion did just film. Larsa and Gertie got first seats. So right. That means they're probably still going to get into it later this season. Definitely. Soon. Yeah. And Marisol was a little salty that she got the very end friend of seat. <laughs> Is Marisol official though? Isn't she just friend of? Yeah, she just friend of, and but yeah, I don't know. So, like, yeah, so calm toodles. down, calm down, sister. Take um, and then Beverly Hills reunion filmed, I believe, yesterday as well. Yeah, Sut Sutton and Kyle got first seats. Um, mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. was another. That seems appropriate, I guess, because Sutton is the one. That yeah, 
Fargo the mess with Kyle. And I really hope something else happens this season, but I'm not holding out. No, once they started bringing on guest stars during filming and we saw Denise go and we yeah. saw him show up and we I'm like, oh, they're yeah, they're flopping because they need extras to come in and um I wish they would have made Kyle tell us more about what's going on with her marriage. Cause I'm I think that's gonna happen. I think very listen, curious. We, we've been watching these shows forever. I know the formula at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like it I feel like the finale will be them learning that Kyle and Mauricio are separated. Yeah. And then that they're gonna you know, talk about it at the finale and how right. shocked they are. And um, Erica was a little shady on Watch What Happens Live. Did you see that? How she said, "Is Kyle? What she say? To... Well, she said, "Is Kyle going to be held to the fire like I was at the oh, reunion? Like, are you going to ask her thirty-one questions? Mm. Like, you like, she's like, fair is fair. I love Kyle, but fair is fair. Now, Erica's deluded ass is going to co- is going to compare her legal issues or Tom's thievery to a divorce. To a divorce, like that's how we love right. a delusional housewife. I right. will say that. But girl, get it together. Like, how are you going to compare? It's, it's different. And this is a d- divorce of a marriage that they've been together like almost 30 years, I think, like 25 yes. plus years. They so have Erica to try to children. It, it's it's like different. Mama. Yeah. Mama. Yeah. This is completely different. Although she I had... do think she should share it because we need to know. For sure. Erica had a Sutton moment when Sutton was like, you know, Dorit gets robbed and Sutton's like, oh, well, I've been putting out fires all day too. Mm-hmm. Like my designer couldn't find I know. <laughs> I know. It's like <laughs> apples and oranges, ladies. Apples and oranges, mamas. Well, we hope you have enjoyed our recaps as yes. usual. We love you for listening. Um, Leslie, I say this every week. I love talking to you. I love talking to you, Mario. And everybody, we will be back next week with another exciting episode of East and West with Mario and Les. Beep, beep. Bye. Bye.